Welcome again to the Media Sport podcast series available on both SoundCloud and Apple iTunes. It's great to have your company and I'm pleased to report a growing number of subscribers and downloads over recent episodes. I'm your host, Brett Hutchins, from the School of Media, Film and Journalism at Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. This is the last of my interviews conducted while attending the 8th International Summit on Communication and Sport in Charlotte, North Carolina in the US. I'm joined for this episode by Professor Thomas Hawkey, Head of Media School at Macromedia Universities of Applied Sciences in Hamburg, Germany. Thomas and I will be talking about sports journalism, news and communication studies in his home country. He brings a welcome European and specifically German perspective to the podcast series, having published extensively in both English and German. He's the author of numerous publications, including The Monograph, The Staging of Sport in Mass Communication, and is the editor of a series of books on sports and communication that analyse journalism through the lens of major football tournaments, including the FIFA World Cup, and the Euro Football Championships. He's also a driving figure behind the 2011 International Press Sports Survey, which we'll discuss shortly. I hope you enjoy our chat as an Australian speaks to a German in American city that happens to be the home to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Thomas, thanks for your time and welcome to the podcast series. Hello. Um, I'd like to invite you just to speak a bit about sports media research in Germany. What's it look like? How has it evolved over the course of your career? Uh, sports media research in Germany is, uh, I think, much smaller than uh, most of the people think because uh, there are not very many people who are doing sports media research in Germany. Uh, one of the reasons is we have a very strong uh, media and communication research in Germany. We have this uh, association for media and communication research, which is built up since decades now, but they are doing sports just as one topic and they don't like it very much because sports it's just sports it's entertainment and that's not really a democratic function of sports journalism for our society so um, there's not really sports media research within this association we we just built up this year um, a, a special section for sports media uh, research in, in th- inside this uh, organization and we are doing the first conference we hope we're doing the first conference in october in munich so i think there are about 30 people from from different um, uh, disciplines who are doing sports media research some sports researchers some media researchers some communication reception uh, researchers but um, this is not very very strong um, as an example we only have um, um, a big department for sports journalism education at the German sports university in Cologne um, in Cologne, it's the biggest sports university, one of the biggest in the world, with 6,000 students uh, in Cologne. And the second biggest department is sports media, with, I think, about 300 or 400 students. And then we, with the Macromedia University of Applied Sciences, are the second biggest department with about 150 or 200 students uh, for sports media, sports journalism in Germany. So that's not very much. And we just have some um, small departments in at the University of Tübingen and uh, the University of Leipzig, and a very small at the University of Munich, and that's all. So uh, it's not very, very huge uh, research in sports media in Germany, and it's uh, just starting in the 70s with one 
two dissertations. And uh, then there's a big, um, um, there's a, there are many books in, in the 90s coming. And um, now um, it's, it's just, uh, um, it's, it's not growing. It's, it's just stable uh, since the 90s uh, because it seems not very um, important. But um, uh, one reason that why I'm here in Charlotte is because um, uh, Germany is very focused with the language and with the with um, country, very focused on their own nation, on soccer in Germany. And um, I think the next step for the German sports media researchers has to be to go um, international and uh, to, to spread out to the world and uh, to compare their German research to US, Australian or other countries. Hmm. Oh, I, I don't think it might be the only country that tends to get focused on its own national football codes. But, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I take the point. I mean, it's, and it's been interesting to see the number of international delegates here. You were part of a panel, actually we were both part of a panel for a, a, this conference discussing the internationalisation of communication and sport. Given the situation you just outlined, you know, what does that agenda need to look like from your perspective? I mean, what does, I suppose, what does Germany and a European perspective bring to actually enriching the study of sports and media and, and, or, and or journalism? First of all, I think um, sport is a is a very highly business international product, and we have to have um, uh, the the research with this international perspective because the product we observed is inter international, and. Um, the special German thing is we are world champion in soccer and football, and uh, I think uh, uh, soccer. I know soccer is the only main media sport of the world. Uh, all the continents are, are driven. Uh, the media is driven by by soccer, and uh, soccer is uh, now going. Uh, German soccer is now going to to spread out mostly to to the U.S. and to other parts like China. Uh, to Asian parts like China. Um, as an example, uh, FC Bayern Munich, the most popular club in Germany, um, opens up an office in New York City last year. And uh, the German Football League, the organiz uh, organization, the association who organized the Bundesliga, opens up um, uh, an office in New York too. And uh, they, uh, Bayern Munich sends out a uh, broadcasting program um, in English language uh, uh, moderated by a US uh, journalist um, uh, just for, for Bayern Munich. And this is uh, since, I think, uh, some months ago started this program. So you will see I, I, I think and I, I um, propose you that um, you will see uh, in the, within the next five, six, seven years many, many soccer in uh, different countries like uh, China, like uh, the US and uh, maybe Australia too. And um, with, with this soccer, there's also the sports media coming to, um, to these countries. Uh, I just... Um, conducted an, an research where we uh, compared um, the football broadcast of the of the World Cup last year in different countries we, we compared the broadcast in Germany to uh, the uh, broadcast in, in Portuguese TV, TV in Ghana and TV and in US TV uh, the opponents of the German team in the group matches and um, <clears throat> there we can see that um, 
the the structure of the program is uh, nearly identical but uh, and the the topics they are talking about also nearly identical but um, the the importance or relevance for the program is uh, in Germany much much bigger than in the other countries in Germany the the final Germany versus Argentina last year uh, has um, uh, nearly six hours of, of broadcasting uh, and um, uh, in in uh, in the US uh, the the games have only 3 hours or something like this and i think this is might be a very good chance for for the other countries to see how the germans are doing this and uh, maybe what is coming up to the US or to um, china so that's why I think it's very important to do um, uh, research, research international to, to spread out the knowledge that we have about soccer to China and to the US. To the US. And on the other hand, we can learn a lot from the, from the US um, uh, media strategic, uh, like, um, in a, for example, uh, corporate journalism. Uh, NFL, NBA, they are doing, they have m very strong media outlets by their own sports associations. Like every club has a Twitter account and Facebook account and um, inside uh, broadcasting uh, outlet. And this thing is just starting in, in, um, in Germany. Bayern Munich, again, is the first club who, who does this very professional. Mm -hmm. And most of the other Bundesliga First League clubs uh, are just starting to have their own media departments and um, they have money. <laughs> and we will think, uh, we, we can learn a lot of uh, what will happen uh, with the German sports media in the future when we see the, the situation in the US now. Mm. Interesting. And um, you're also a key figure behind uh, the International Sports Press Survey 2011, which, to my understanding, was a massive undertaking. Yeah. Um, what did yeah, I mean? I, I think it's really you know worth listeners know. What did the survey involve, and what were some of the key findings? Uh, the survey we uh, I conducted together with uh, Jörg Nieland from the German Sports University, um, and uh, we want to have this international comparison. We have uh, two uh, studies before the, this very big one uh, in 2011. And uh, we started uh, with, uh, I think, 22 countries. And uh, we have uh, analyzed uh, nearly 20,000 articles just in printed media. Um, but uh, we have articles and, and uh, data from every continent of the world, from South America, North America, from Africa for the first time, and uh, from Asia and from Australia, from New Zealand. And um, it was a huge effort to do this, yes. And uh, it was a, a very uh, hard thing to combine these very different media landscapes, these very different sport landscapes. and. Um, on the other hand, I think it's it's really important to see what happened in the different continents. And as I said before, you can see that uh, soccer is the only main media sport because soccer the, is the own sport, the only sport um, uh, which is on every top ten on every country in the world. Okay, there's very, very big differences because um, especially Europe is a soccer continent. And uh, when we see the, the situation in Europe, you can differentiate between um, Southern Europe and Eastern Europe, which are soccer maniacs. And in uh, Southern uh, uh, Europe, like Portugal or Spain, 
or especially in Eastern Europe, like, like Romania or Bulgaria, they have uh, more than 80% of the coverage uh, uh, related to soccer and nothing else. <laughs> so um, in Germany, there's about uh, 60%, 50 to 60% coverage of football. And uh, also in the US and Australia, the coverage of uh, soccer is rising because we have this data from 2002 and uh, 2005, we can say uh, there's a development and the, uh, the, the uh, coverage, the percentage of the coverage is rising up to, to more and more. Uh, this, but we still have a different uh, sport landscape. You know, US are NFL and NBA, and in Australia you have uh, Australian football, uh, uh, rugby, and uh, you have cricket. Um, but um, even in, in Asia, there's uh, football on the top three of the of the types of sports on on coverage. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing we learned is that. Um, uh, sports uh, media uh, or sports journalism is a man's world. There are, uh, men are writing about men's sport. Uh, more than eighty percent of the of the uh, sports journalists worldwide are men, and in some countries there are just a few women and um, doing doing sports journalism. And uh, there's no differentiation between um, continents or, or, um, or countries within this result. And they are mostly writing about men's sport. So uh, male, uh, female sport doesn't seem to play a big role everywhere, uh, somewhere on the, on the mm -hmm. world. What about US women's soccer? Was it? Did you see any differences there? I mean, women's soccer here seems to have a higher profile, um, perhaps paradoxically, given the general sporting culture. But was it? Did you notice anything there? Uh, no, we we didn't uh, measure between women's football and and uh, men's football. But um, we can see that um, uh, football coverage or soccer coverage here in the US is uh, still. They are talking about the Big Five now. So um, in, in the US, they are talking about NBA, NFL, um, um, baseball, and, and hockey. And uh, now uh, football or US men's soccer is, is number five. And um, <clears throat> these uh, figures are rising. Mm. And uh, they are rising because many of the, um, uh, the, the US team is, is successful in the last year. Uh, years and um, most of all uh, the strong Hispanic uh, um, uh, people in, in the US are interested in, in soccer so uh, this situation will grow up in the next year mm. in the next years. And you obviously think and write extensively about sports journalism how did you come to be a professor in the, in the area you are. What's your background? <laughs> it's uh, kind of uh, unusual because I'm not really a uh, university-based man. I'm, I was uh, working as a sports journalist for many years. I was working for the German press agency DPA um, until I did my last writing in 2006, I think. And I was uh, writing a lot of stories for, for different print media in, in Germany. And I covered some, some big events, mostly in tennis. Uh, I'd never been to the Australian Open, but <laughs> to Wimbledon, US Open and uh, French Open. And um, um, I, I was doing this, and my wife is a sports photographer, so when we decided to have uh, children, I have to 
go back and uh, can't uh, do as many writing as I want to. And uh, then I started to do my dissertation. And uh, this was very, very interesting. I, I, I love to do it. And uh, that's what, why I'm coming, uh, why I came very late to the university. And I started my um, career in the university in 2001 really? with uh, this uh, book of the staging, which is my dissertation. And uh, afterwards, I was uh, doing some um, uh, lecturing at the German Sports University in Cologne for two years. And then I got this uh, professorship at the um, Macromedia University, where I started in 2009. Wow. Given that background, I mean, your, your opinions of interest around what sorts of, I mean, they may be German or European, but what sorts of sports news outlets or mastheads or journalists do you, do you read and trust and what, what, what do you rate given that background? Uh, my, my interest and my, my usage changed the last years because um, uh, with in, in 2010, with the World Cup, I, I started to, to be interested in social media and sports journalism. And mm. um, then I started to, to look through the social, social media eye about uh, to sports. And I use very often Twitter, um, sometimes Facebook. And um, so I, I, I'm now something like an online guy and using mostly online media, like in Germany, the biggest online media, Spiegel Online. It's the biggest news outlet in, in Germany, online outlet. But I'm also um, an old school, traditional print media guy and I need my uh, daily newspaper at, in the morning to um, give it my, uh, my hands uh, very uh, calm and uh, so uh, this is uh, the, the two big things and sure Germany is a, a soccer broadcasting country. The, the most broadcasted um, um, program ever was the last uh, year final uh, Germany versus Argentina where um, nearly thir 35 million people are watching this uh, match, this game on TV directly live. Uh, plus 10 million people who are watching this on uh, public spaces in front of big screens. So there are about 40, 45 million people from 80 million people who are watching this game live. And um, because uh, we are broadcasting soccer country, uh, for sure I'm, I'm uh, watching uh, soccer on TV every weekend. Mm, and you, you mentioned social media there. What's been the... On what's been the impact it in, in the context that you, you live and experience? What's been the impact of social media on news and journalism in your mind? Um, it's less than we thought about it. We, we did this uh, in, in Germany. In mm. Germany, yes. I think Germany is a very special, special situation because social media is still a rising thing in, in Germany. We have uh, very few active Twitter uh, users in, in Germany. Um, Facebook is big, but um, it's not very interactive. It's just a one-way channel from most of the clubs to 
to send out their information. And um, we did an interesting uh, research um, last year um, related to the Olympic Winter Games in Sochi, where we asked uh, German sports journalists how they use um, social media and uh, why they are using social media. And we tracked them um, with some, some tools and uh, tried to figure out, uh, do they are really doing what they are saying? So we tracked the, the um, accounts, the Twitter accounts of the German sports journalists uh, uh, who are in Sochi, and we are doing um, uh, uh, gender research which topics or which issues are very important in traditional media and which issues are very important in, on social media. We, we can check the likes and the retweets and the, uh, the things of, of some, some stories. And one of the main results is that um, so, so social media um, is not very big in Germany. Mm. Most of the journalists doesn't use social media really often. They use it to send out their own text they are right before for traditional media. They use it to market their own text in, in a new channel. And they use sometimes for, for building up a network with, with other journalists or to get some information from athletes. Um, but um, this is Olympics. I know Olympics is different to football in Germany. Uh, in football, the situation is different. There is a lot of social media, but also this is in in um, at the recent time. This is most of the time one-way communication. I spoke to the to the um, social media manager of Cristiano Ronaldo, the Portuguese player from Real Madrid. Uh, just a few weeks ago, and um, this is, a, I think, it's a good example. Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't do a, a tweet alone for this, uh, for himself. Um, all the all the things Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo want to say and and to tweet and to to post on Facebook, he's doing a text message with his smartphone to his agency, and his agency is doing this on Twitter in different languages. Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't speak English very well. He doesn't speak the other languages. So um, this is really, really one-way communication. And that is really artificial communication because Cristiano Ronaldo, I didn't know if he even has a Twitter account or uh, opens his own Twitter account. But um, he has the most follower of, every, uh, for, of all football players in the world. So um, in, in Germany or maybe in, in whole Europe, um, social media is just a rising thing. Uh, very interesting. We don't know exactly what will happen. We look to the US to see what happens here and can we compare the situation to Europe. That's why I'm here and why I'm hearing most of these uh, presentations here. But um, it may be different because Europeans are not as social media guys as the US. Mm, that's fascinating. Um, and what about, do you have any observations about the impact of mobile devices on either journalism or news in the German context? I have to say I have no really data on that. I can only give you some personal uh, observation things. And yes, mobile uh, communication is rising. Um, 
when I started to work as a journalism, uh, we have computers, yes, and we, we don't have mobile phones. And now um, every sports journalist in Germany have to have uh, mobile communication tools. In some newspapers uh, and, and uh, other media, uh, the journalists from the editorial board has to, they are, they are um, uh, forced to do social media right now by, via mobile phone. Um, uh, but only for marketing and um, it's not really an interactive thing right now. We have just one uh, broadcasting program which is really interactive, Sky Sports News. It's a daily um, uh, sports program in, in Germany, a, a private cable program. They have one um, program who is really doing an interactive program with their users, with their uh, viewers and that's the only one. And uh, so mobile communication will rise, but I don't know what will happen. Mm. I think the, the situation to um, Asia, which is, in my opinion, a really mobile country, and, and the U.S. is, is kind of different. Uh, Europe is, is a, a continent with a cultural tradition, with um, different uh, tradition in, in um, uh, reading and using media. It, an example, um, we have a very um, special media, sport media landscape in, in print media in Europe. In Germany and in England, we don't have a daily sports newspaper. Uh, in Italy, France and, um, and Spain, we have uh, many daily sports newspapers and um, the daily sports newspaper in Italy, France and Spain is the most uh, read it? No, the, the, the newspaper with the highest circulation in the country. And uh, we have countries like Greece where they have 14 to 20 daily sports newspaper. So you can see there's a very um, uh, different media landscape inside uh, the European continent and, um, and this is uh, based on a very um, uh, specialized um, viewing reception situation. Mm. Germans don't like to read uh, newspapers um, at lunch with their meal. They, they read newspapers in the morning. And when you go to Spain and, and Italy and France, they often read the, the newspapers in bars and coffee bars um, at, at lunchtime. So um, this is a very special situation and maybe this will force that mobile media also will do a, another development in Germany. I don't know exactly, but mm. I know the the, um, the data and uh, the data is uh, said that mobile media is the rising media thing and uh, what's going to happen, I don't know. I know that some clubs, some football clubs are doing um, uh, broadcasting programs for mobile media right now, but they are starting and it's mostly Bayern Munich. Mm -hmm. yeah, of course, uh, given their size and their, their, their popularity. Yeah. Um, you also written um, about the issue of what you describe as closeness and distance between sports journalists and the, and the, the subjects and the people they write about. What, why is that an important issue in your mind? What's, what's going on there? I think it's uh, very important because um, sports journalism has to deal with the problem of uh, a business product. Uh, the, the, there's more and more money inside the sport inside soccer or football 
and um, <clears throat> the the um, journalists are um, having problems with the access access to the athletes right now. Um, there are um, last year there's a good example. A very famous player of uh, Bayern Munich um, shot a very important goal in a match, and he doesn't speak to any journalists after the match. He speaks to the own corporate TV broadcast of Bayern Munich um, the next day, and uh, they. Uh, th you have to be very close to the to the player when you want to have information, but on the other hand, you can't get really journalistic edited information um, when you are very close to the player. So this is a huge problem for the future. It's. Uh, a problem since many years now uh, that um, you know in, in Germany in the history of sports journalism many of the sports journalists are former sporting athletes they are uh, uh, doing their, their, their um, they are taking part in the competition and afterwards they are writing about the competition and uh, so this is a very big problem that other journalists are um, very uh, far away from their observation object, from the politics or something else. And just in sports, there's a very big closeness. So I think this is an important thing to deal about for sports journalists because mainly it's access to the athletes and the access is getting uh, less, less, less. So um, I don't want to force them to get closer, but you have to deal with this as a, uh, as a sport, sport journalist and you um, have to think about what can I do, can I write, do I need the quote from the athletes to, to write my story or uh, do I uh, write another story without that quote and um, this problem of access and corporate journalism of clubs is a very big problem for the future mm, yes. and it will be my research project for the next year, okay. corporate sport journalism in Germany. I was about to ask, what, what are you working on at the moment? What can we uh, look forward to over the next year or so? Or yeah. At the moment, I, I'm working on a paper. I, I just told uh, some minutes ago uh, about this uh, broadcasting in different countries of the Football World Cup. And I think this is very interesting. We are doing this, this uh, uh, analysis of broadcasting of the German football team since 1994 now. We have data of a, of a longitudinal analysis from 1994 till 2014. So um, this will be um, the next months <laughs> to write that. And afterwards, um, I will do something about the future of sports journalism in, in Germany based on the thing that corporate journalism of soccer clubs uh, is rising and uh, the access for, for sports journalists is, uh, is going down to, to athletes, the access. And um, this will be uh, my question to sports journalists, how do they deal with this? And um, my question to the journalists at the clubs will be, um, is this journalism what they are doing or is this PR or is this marketing? I don't know. Interesting question. Yes, because uh, you know the the media landscape in Germany is uh, kind of strange, and uh, many print media is uh, going down. The circulation is going down. Uh, you know this from all over the world, and um, many of the sports journalists are looking for jobs. And 
where do they get jobs? They get jobs at Bayern Munich, at Hamburger SV, at Borussia Dortmund, at the big football clubs, because uh, they have money, they have uh, they are building up media outlets for their own and um, so this will be, uh, I think the situation in the future will be that uh, many sports journalists are uh, changing their jobs from news outlets towards to corporate outlets like FC Bayern Munich TV. Mm, that's, that's an important project. Is, yeah, a similar picture emerging in Australia as well. A lot of um, former print journalists in particular ending up working for the media arm of the major sports or the sporting leagues. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'll, I look forward to reading the outcomes out. <laughs> look, thanks for taking the time to speak with us for the, the podcast series and uh, good luck with your research and have a safe trip home. Thank you very much.